listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. Uh, before we get started with the next segment, I want to thank all the callers uh, who called in for the last segment. I uh, got several of you on the air. There's a couple folks still uh, hanging around. But, uh, but one of the things that's really great about this show, and I think this has changed even over time, as I've been uh, uh, hosting here, uh, the, the the real contribution that that the callers make, the substantive contribution to sort of pushing the conversation forward, it really is an amazing interaction and dynamic. And I look forward to it every day, and I think it makes the experience for all the other listeners a lot better. So uh, I want to thank everybody who who did call in and apologize to those who we didn't get to. Uh, in the segment, we'll we'll try to get to you the next time we talk about that uh, subject. Um, so uh, critics have attacked uh, the tweet as anti-Semitic. Reports have surfaced that the image appeared on a white supremacist message board ten days before the Donald Trump presidential campaign tweeted it. Trump's speech yesterday comes just a day after a scathing report from the FBI about Hillary Clinton's private email servers. But instead of using the opportunity to hit Clinton on the report. He spent much of the time reigniting the Twitter controversy. Later on, he doubled down on his praise for Saddam Hussein, who gave financial support to families of Palestinians who attacked Israel. What do Jewish voters in Michigan and around the country make of what is going on with Donald Trump and these recent comments and actions in his presidential campaign, especially in light of uh, the trouble that Trump has generally with voters. Is this a turning point for the Jewish community, or have Jewish voters' minds already been made up about Donald Trump, and this won't uh, won't change them? Uh, joining me now to talk about it is Arthur Horitz. Uh, he's the president and publisher of the Detroit Jewish News and co-chair of the Michigan Civil Rights Commission. Arthur, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I'm really curious about, uh, we, we haven't heard a lot about how Trump's uh, campaign generally uh, plays in, in, in the Jewish community. Uh, he hasn't talked a whole lot about Middle East issues before now, but it seems that now that he's turning to this subject, he's doing it in a way that's not going to win him any friends. Right. <laughs> well, I think it's important to understand, first of all, that uh, historically, at least past 50 years, give or take, is the Jewish community has traditionally been solidly in the Democratic category. Uh, when uh, Barack Obama was elected president in 2008, aside from the African-American community, the Jewish community uh, gave him the highest percentage of his votes. Uh, it was north of, uh, north of 75%. Uh, in 2012, uh, even after uh, there were some questions by some people about the president's commitment, alleged commitment to Israel, even-handedness, et cetera, et cetera, he still received about 70% of the Jewish community's vote. Yeah. So I think with a, with Donald Trump— so you started at a disadvantage as a Republican I think I think you gate. start as a, at a disadvantage, but what happens is if— uh, I believe if the Jewish voter sees you as being uh, solid uh, on the U.S.-Israel relationship, then the Jewish community is more likely to look at social issues, domestic issues, and that's where they tend to be more pluralistic. They tend to be, uh, you know, be more 
align with Democratic Party. Yeah. So I think what's unique here is with Hillary Clinton, you have a candidate who actually has a, a pretty good record uh, when she was in the Senate. Uh, she's you know been more hawkish for those who would like somebody more hawkish uh, than President Obama on issues relating to Israel. So I don't see Donald Trump... Uh, you know, even if he was on his best behavior, if he was, you know, please and thank you, Donald Trump uh, would be getting a significant percentage of the Jewish community's vote. And with what he's been saying and doing, uh, I, I can't imagine the Jewish community is going to be flocking to him. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to a cut from uh, the speech that Donald Trump gave yesterday. I believe it's in uh, Cincinnati talking about uh, Hillary Clinton, but then sort of moving on to this uh, the Star of David issue again, which I, I think is, you know, a tactical error, if nothing else. This is a very fine person, Dan Scavino. He put out a tweet talking about crooked Hillary Clinton. And on the tweet was a star. It's a star. Like a star. And I said, oh, because when I looked at it, I didn't think anything. All of a sudden, it turned out to be in the minds of the press only, because it could have been a sheriff star, could have been a regular star. My boy comes home from school, Baron. He draws stars all over the place. I never said, oh, that's the star of David, Baron, don't. So it's a star. Have you all seen this? It's a star. And it actually looks like a sheriff star, but I don't know. And behind it, they had money. Oh, but there's money behind it. So actually, they're racially profiling. They're profiling, not us. Because why are they bringing this up? Why do they bring it up? Why do they bring it up? What's the big deal? A star with money behind it. Uh, Donald Trump yesterday in, in Cincinnati talking uh, about Hillary Clinton and this controversial tweet of his. Uh, Arthur Horitz, the president and publisher of the Detroit Jewish News and co-chair of the Michigan Civil Rights Commission. You saw the tweet, I'm sure. Uh, what did it say to you when you saw it? Well, I think context is uh, is everything. And don't forget, Stephen, that at the same time, this uh, tweet of this star, uh, and it does not look like the star that Sheriff Barney Fife wore on Andy of Mayberry, I can tell you that. <laughs> but let's not forget that Elie Wiesel passed away. Right. Elie Wiesel, uh, one of the great moral forces of our time, uh, you know, put in the same, uh, you know, in the same uh, framework and, and held up high like Nelson Mandela. Uh, this is a man who wore a star. Uh, this is a man who survived evil. Uh, and at the same time, to have this particular star on a pile of money, uh, it may be that it was just somebody wasn't thinking, but the context, and to have Elie Wiesel and his passing and the outpouring of a person known for his humanity and never again, uh, very insensitive. But the other thing too, Stevens, don't forget, we're in Detroit here. Yep. You've heard of Henry Ford, haven't you? Sure. You course. heard of the International Jew, four volumes. Uh, first volume, the first five chapter, five, uh, five of the chapters are dedicated to the role of Jews and finance and money and, and all of that. Also, Detroit, home of Father Charles Coughlin. So to say that uh, this was just a star, it was a sheriff star, my kids draw stars, it may be. There may have been no malice However, with the context, with Ellie Wiesel in the news, uh, with, uh, with it being on a pile of money, uh, insensitive would probably be the kindest thing that I can say, uh, outright stupid. 
uh, would probably be uh, more fitting. Yeah, you know, you know, one of the things I always say is, uh, you know, the, the the best defense for an accusation uh, is an affirmative alternate explanation, right? Uh, no, this is not this is not what you say it is. It is something else. Here's the reason that that uh, I did this or I said this. And and I find that sort of wanting here. Uh, what's the reason to have put a star on it for any reason? I mean, there there isn't a sort of plausible alternate explanation that he's offering that, that would even give him, him an opportunity to, to say, well, you know, I didn't mean, I didn't mean what you think I meant uh, by doing that. Well, look, it, it fits into a, a broader pattern. Uh, I think he had mentioned something about uh, when Jimmy the Greek Snyder had made some comments, his mistake was that he apologized. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, for the president of the United States uh, to be uh, in a position where I, I, I'll I'll push a button. I'll send uh, I'll send soldiers into harm's way rather than apologize. Weakness may be something that if you're negotiating real estate deals, uh, you don't want to show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you apologize because you're wrong, uh, to me that's a sign of strength. If you're the if you're the leader of the free world, yeah. If in fact there's something that should be apologized for. Right. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Arthur Horowitz. He is the president and publisher of the Detroit Jewish News and co-chair of the Michigan Civil Rights Commission. We are talking about the Donald Trump presidential campaign, the controversial tweet uh, the campaign uh, let out over the weekend, had what appeared to be a Star of David uh, on it uh, over a pile of money. Uh, it's been widely decried as anti-Semitic. Donald Trump said yesterday that wasn't the case, that it was just a star. It's a star. It's a star. He says, I don't understand what the big deal is. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, tell us what you thought of the tweet. Uh, did you read it as uh, as anti-Semitic? Uh, do you see Donald Trump as having a problem with uh, Jewish voters in the fall if he is indeed to be the Republican nominee? 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. Uh, Arthur, I want to ask you a little about Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of independent of Donald Trump, uh, uh, as you point out earlier, you know she's a little more hawkish than than Barack Obama was. A little, probably a little more pro-Israel, I would say, uh, in, in in the way she approaches Middle mm-hmm. East issues. Uh, is this somebody who uh, the Jewish community in Detroit might hope would do more? in that arena than they have seen. I mean, I've talked with lots of uh, uh, Jewish members of our community over the last eight years about their frustrations with with Barack Obama, despite their support at the ballot box, that that they feel he's come up short a couple times at least. Uh, Is is Hillary Clinton a plus in that way, do you think? Well, I I think with, with Hillary Clinton... First of all, there's a track record. So uh, in looking at, at, you know Don, at Donald is. Trump, not really sure. Uh, you know, he says he would be X or Y or Z. Uh, remains to be seen on a number of issues. Uh, with Hillary Clinton, at least as it relates to Israel, and don't forget she was a senator from the state of New York. And, uh, you know, New York does have a significant uh, uh, Jewish population. Um, she, I think, I think in general, the Jewish community in looking at Hillary Clinton would not say that she would not 
value, understand the you know the special relationship, the uh, the, the sharing of uh, democratic values between the United States and Israel, as well as the problems and challenges of which there are sure. significant ones in Israel, and we certainly have our share, uh, including as uh, earlier in the program uh, you pointed out right here. But uh, my sense is that uh, what I mentioned earlier, that uh, in, in the Jewish community in general, uh, if it's perceived that the candidate is you know, strong on the special U.S.-Israel relationship, the community tends to pivot to domestic issues. And, and I have a sense the Jewish community you know, will probably be back to the 80, 75, 80 percent numbers uh, for a Democratic president uh, in November. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Mira in Ann Arbor. Welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Thank Hi. you for having me. Sure. Thanks for calling. Um, I'm only 16. I'm a young Jewish girl, and unfortunately I won't be able to vote. But to me, the most troubling issue about Donald Trump is his view on immigration, um, specifically towards Muslim people, just knowing the history of the Jewish people and the Holocaust and how difficult it was for my ancestors to find refuge and those that did not. Um, it's disgusting to me the lack of uh, empathy yeah. towards refugees that are struggling with being persecuted for their religion, and I think that is a giant issue. Yeah. Um, for me as uh, a Jewish girl. Mira, that is a really insightful parallel you're drawing there. The the, the connection between uh, Muslim immigrants, refugees who are looking for a place to be safe uh, or safer than where they were, and uh, Jewish uh, uh, Jewish immigrants and uh, uh, victims of the Holocaust, for instance, uh, uh, who were also looking for... I haven't heard... I don't think I've heard anybody draw that connection. So thanks very much for, uh, for calling and uh, making that point. And boy, at 16, that's, that's uh, a really deep, <laughs> really deep analysis of, of the situation. So, so congrats to you for that as well. Uh, Arthur Horowitz, I haven't contemplated that before, the connection there. I, I think some people might assume that uh, his, his play to, to try to ban Muslim immigrants might uh, might curry favor in some Jewish communities. Uh, at the same time, someone like Mira says, no, that's what was done to us, so I wouldn't want to see it happen to someone else. It certainly could cut that way as well. Right. Well, look, uh, World War II uh, isn't that far in our rearview mirror, and in the 1930s, uh, you know, anybody who looks into uh, a, an archive of stories, especially ours at the Jewish News, where our predecessor publication, the Jewish Chronicle, will see on a weekly basis, especially in the in the late 1930s, almost this desperation. Uh, how do we get out? We're being our rights are being stripped away. Uh, we're being banned. Where 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 do we go? Nobody wants us. Uh, people talk about the the ship, the St. Louis, uh, which was turned away from our shores, sure. and many of those people perished because nobody would take them in. So I think on the one hand, the Jewish community is particularly sensitive, and again, I'm generalizing uh, to the plight of refugees. My mother's a Holocaust survivor. I I grew up with uh, with that. In uh, that being said, I think the, the Jewish community in general is sensitive to 
the issues that the, the Muslim community is facing, refugees from Syria uh, in particular, uh, of course, Chaldean refugees from Iraq. Uh, and in fact, the Joint Distribution Committee, which helped bring my mother here after World War II, has been very involved for years in working with the Chaldean community with their issues. That being said, I think that uh, there's still for a whole range of reasons, a feeling that um, uh, how can you do it in a way that uh, that uh, as much as can reasonably be expected uh, assures that we have security at home, too. Sure, sure. Uh, let's take one more call here. Howard in Bloomfield Hills. Howard, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to uh, add this comment, and I agree with the last caller, and I agree with uh, your comments. Um, What's missing from Donald Trump is a clear, forceful, unequivocal condemnation of anti-Semitism. Right. I get the impression that he is at least tolerant of the anti-Semites supporting his campaign, and I think if he wins this election, anti-Semitism will become more respectable than it has been in this country in the last 50 years. Okay. Yeah. That, those are my comments. Yeah, no, uh, thank you very much for that call and those comments, Howard. Uh, it's similar to the it's similar to the the uh, predicament he found himself in with regard to, to racism, right? Uh, uh, where he was uh, told to uh, challenge to to absolutely repudiate uh, the KKK and and uh, uh, candidates like uh, uh, or people. Like uh, I'm forgetting his name, the, the David Duke, uh, the the candidate in Louisiana, he sort of has the same problem, I guess. Howard is pointing out with with the Jewish community, right? No, I uh, I, I think that uh, the the problem, as it's being alluded to, is uh, it's just something he's not capable and has not demonstrated being capable of doing, yeah. which is as, uh, as, uh, you know, uh, earlier caller talked about empathy, uh, you know, I don't think he's ever put himself in someone else's shoes. And I think there are, you know, certain core teachings in, in terms of, uh, you know, how, how, you know, uh, you know, who, who inherits the earth, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and Donald Trump would call them losers. Uh, I don't think Jesus would. Right, right. Uh, Arthur Horowitz, president and publisher of the Detroit Jewish News, co-chair of the Michigan Civil Rights Commission. Thanks for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Up next, we're going to talk about Detroit as a city of design. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.